0: Hi,
1: everyone. Thank you for joining us. You are now tuned in to Trish Chat, a series that promotes meaningful dialogue around identity, culture, and real life stories. We are your hosts, Steph and Jess, and everything you'll hear in our episodes are based on personal experiences. Make sure to tune in every Monday to hear our latest episodes. Hi, everybody. My name is Steph, and I'm here with Jess. And you know what? For this episode, I'm going to have to be Steph A. Or actually, Steph G.
0: Wow. Good job.
1: Because I am here. (laughs) Steph G. Because I am here with Steph B. Hello. And Rose. Hi. So we know Steph and Rose from high school. And Jess knows Rose from junior high school. And they wanted me to mention that they grew up in a (laughs) (laughs) cul-de-sac. A.K.A. a dead end in Washington (laughs) Heights. We made it. <laughs> so, yeah. So I just want to leave that there. Um, yeah. Uh, today we're talking about daddy issues. Um, and before we start, I'm going to define daddy issues as stated in the inter- on the internet. Daddy issues is an informal phrase for the psychological challenges resulting from an absent or abnormal relationship with one's father. Uh, often manifesting in a distrust of or sexual desire for men who act as father figures. So before we actually delve into the crux of the episode, I want to go around and ask everyone, do you agree with this definition and how do you see um, or how would you define daddy issues? I guess I can start. Um, I don't think I agree. I agree with the definition to an extent. Um, primarily because I think that um, I think I do have daddy issues I guess I've never been able to I've never thought about it that way but now that we are having this conversation and we're talking about it I guess I do um, primarily because I had what would be defined abnormal as an abnormal relationship with my dad where my dad, it was very challenging. Um, It was a very challenging relationship with my dad. And so I would say, um, I don't know if that has led to distrust of father figures or other men, but I definitely know that I have a very uh, difficult relationship with my dad. And I know that 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 relationship has definitely affected me in many ways that I'm starting to learn about and I'm still trying to figure out
0: about your roles.
1: So I do agree with the like Steph said, I do agree with the definition to a certain extent. I see it as just the challenges challenges result, resulting from the relationship with your father just in general. Um I don't see it as abandonment or mistreatment because I didn't experience those things. Yeah. Um but more so just like the the results of and or the traumas um from like your upbringing with your, yeah. your father.
0: Um, I agree that people do have those type of daddy issues by definition. I've, I've seen it, um, uh, or I've heard of it. Um, but I think the way I define it in my experience is, and this can go for any parent, um, is just avoid, avoid that you have with either parent, um, and what that resulted for you, um. your adulthood or going through life so but I I can't completely relate to the whole definition
1: yeah I mean I think the definition is um can be applied to like a certain type of relationship that's or lack of relationship that some people have with their dads but I do think that you can have a completely present and very loving dad and still have daddy issues I think it stems from like there not being any room for you, um, in that relationship. Cause any relationship that's like that can cause issues. I agree. So let's go, let's, let's, let's look at the past. What was your relationship like with your dad growing up?
0: Start? Um, I can go just cause <laughs> it's pretty short. Um, <laughs> Damn. I, I don't remember much. Um, as I've said in previous episodes, or I think I have, um, my parents got divorced when they were 10, um, and I haven't... When talked to When you were 10? When I was 10. Did you said when they were 10. Oh, when they were 10. When I was 10, my parents got divorced, and um, I haven't seen or talked to my dad since. Um, and so my memories of me and my dad are, are very small, um, but I do remember me being close to my dad like I I very much love my dad I remember hugging my dad a lot um, getting a lot of love from him but I was also very scared of my father Um, he was the uh, parent who disciplined the children Um, so when I would do something bad uh, my mom would go to my dad and say this is what happened Um, and I remember I used to hide under the bed because my dad would hit me, not like he'd beat me, but give me like some sort of um, pat on the butt or whatever and say like, you can't do that. Um, And so I I remember growing up fearing my father um, as a kid, but also loving him very much. Um, And so, yeah, I think that that was my relationship. I remember also getting whatever i wanted as a kid like i always had like the hottest toys the newest technology and back then in the 90s the newest technology was like a super nintendo Mm -hmm. um and yeah so i grew up like having those things but i also remember like again going back to like fearing my father my father used to like take away things to show me like discipline like i remember him saying like we're gonna go here and if I did something bad he'd be like we're not going there anymore and he'd like just leave me there crying um so those are literally the only memories I have of my father um yeah that's
1: me um I guess I'll go um my relationship with my father was very factual very routine like I remember growing up I would take a cab over every Sunday to our family bakery and I would spend time with him. It happened every single Sunday for a few years and after a while I stopped going. Um, I don't remember exactly why or at what age, but I stopped going after a few years and then he would come over to my house every Monday, bring home bread and bring home, I I would say allowance uh, for me, for my mother and my brothers um, every single Monday at seven o'clock and he would eat at our house. He would stay there for like 20, 30 minutes and then he would leave. Um, so that was the routine for years until I was 18 until I left for college. Um, but I don't have a lot of memories of my dad being in the house. Um, I was too young when he left, when my parents separated, but going back to what I said, that it was very factual and routine. Like I never, I don't, I don't have memories of sharing my feelings or talking to my dad about my feelings or vice versa yeah
0: Um, it
1: was more just like I went to the bakery I watched him work I watched my family you know I spent time with my family as well and he would provide so like I was again I am the baby girl I am the only daughter on my from both my mom and my dad so I had everything that I ever wanted and it's because I felt he was I be honest, and maybe he was over overcompensating. Like he yeah. was just like giving me whatever I asked for because he wasn't present. Yeah. That could be a thing. I'm not sure. I never asked him. But I had everything that I have ever wanted in my entire life because my dad gave provided, gave me every single thing that I wanted. So I can't say that we. I had an emotional attachment to him, but a physical attachment. Um, whether whether it was material things or just being in his presence, that definitely was there growing up. Um, As for me, so my parents were together for a very good portion of my life. Um, I think they separated when I was 14 or 15. So he was there. We lived together. Um, And so the way that I, whenever I think about my relationship with my dad, I remember him just like being a financial provider, just like providing for us I had what I wanted what I needed I don't remember ever like I mean there were some things I never really, like I didn't get everything but for the most part I had all the things that I needed and you know any other additional things that we asked for like we would definitely get them too um but my dad was a disciplinary too um a very authoritarian figure um in the house and so it was like his way or the highway and it was like there was never room for him to sit down and like listen to us or i guess this idea of respect to your children like that didn't exist in the household it was just like well it's whatever i say because i'm the parent Mm -hmm. um so and you know and i you yes, you said something about like you had a very or you loving your dad, right? Like you remember, like that was like what you had with him. And to be honest, like I don't know if I ever really had that. Like I can't remember if I ever like truly felt like, oh my gosh, I love my dad. And I know that I I I don't I don't think I've ever said that. But now that we're talking about this, I feel like I don't know if I ever had a moment where I was like, oh my gosh, I love my dad. And like I just I can't remember. Like I even now that I'm older sometimes I'm like oh my gosh like if my dad wasn't my dad like I don't think that I would like him as an individual like I love him because he's my father but I dislike him to an extent um because there's just not a very like loving relationship at all between us it's just like you're my child you're supposed to do these things for me um I remember, like, even, like, the simple, simplest thing. Like, I would be in the living room watching TV. My dad would have would be in his bedroom laying down. And the remote control would be by his feet. And he would call me to come give him the remote control that, were, that was by his feet. Wow. Like, to give it to him. And it was just, like, things like that. It's just, like, what the hell? Like, get it yourself. Yeah. Um. So it was just, like, little things like that that it made, made, has made me feel, like, did I? like my dad growing up um so that's how whenever I think about our relationship it was just like my dad always being very controlling and like wanting us to do all these things for him and feeling like we had to do it because we were his kids and not there wasn't a lot of respect for his children um for either one of us for my brother my younger brother or myself so yeah that's real I mean, I guess I would agree with you, Steph. My dad wasn't around for my formative years because he lived in Dominican Republic until I was four. So I didn't grow up with him. I grew up with my mom. And when he came to the U.S. and moved to U.S., I was like, shit, like, he's crashing the girls' party. Like, it's me, my mom, my sister. Like, what are you doing here? Get out. And my dad, just, like, he, he wasn't, like, very emotionally available, I think, because my mom didn't let him do that because she didn't want anybody to be emotional. And he also just had, like, not the best temper. Like, he just got angry so easily and would raise his voice. But, like, there was never any room for him. Like, my mom never made any room for him. He was kind of, like, the disposable person. Like, this is my apartment. These are my kids. So I never really respected him in that way because I was just like, well, if mom says that, you know, like, this is her apartment We're her kids, like, then what are you doing here? Right. So... We never got a chance to like when i say we i mean my brother and my sister i don't think we ever got a chance to like allow him to provide us with anything because of the way that my mom kind of set up the situation of the way that she spoke to him and about him so i don't i would not say that i love my dad like i can't say that i love him i can't say that i feel that towards him and even when I talk about ending the relationship with my family, I mainly focus it on my mom because that's what I felt was the biggest loss. I don't feel that it was a big loss to like lose him. Mm-hmm. That sounds really fucked up as I say it, but that's how I, know. I feel. I know it does. Interesting. Yeah, mm-hmm. I had never shared that until now either. Yeah. But this is it's a good mm-hmm. conversation. It's bringing it's that right. up, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, did you ever see other girls? Relationships with their dads and like, how did it like? Did you compare that to the relationship that you have with your dad? Did you see other girls and say like, oh, I wish I had X with my dad? How did that look like when you were growing up?
0: Uh, I guess I could go. Um, I think for me, a lot of my friends were raised by strong women. Mm-hmm. Like there were a lot of single moms in my my crew of friends, and um, I love that because it just like. For me, it just, maybe it made me feel a little less alone, like, you know, my father wasn't in my life, but, um, yeah, I don't know, it just felt like, not that they didn't have relationships with their father, because some did and some didn't, um, but, like, Rose, Rose is my best friend, and yeah. I, I saw the relationship she had with her father, and it was very much what she just described, um, and I don't remember, remember thinking, like, I wish I had that, I think because, not because I didn't want that, but mostly because I think I suppressed the feelings of not having a dad for so long. Like, I used to think that I used to block it out of my mind so much up until now, where I was very much just like in survival mode. Like, I had to make sure that my mom was okay. And like, mm-hmm. I didn't have time to think about, oh shit, you don't have a fucking dad. Like, even thinking about it 10, 11, 12, like, I didn't think about it unless people brought it up. And people love bringing it up because they're just like, do you not think about this? Yeah. You know, and, and and it was never like I felt bad about it. It was like, yeah, that's just like my life. And I just don't, like, you know, I'd get asked, like, do you miss him? And I'm like, no, because I don't really think about it. Um, so do that isn't. Know? No, because I don't even know him. You know, Um and so. I mean, compared to my experience, like, they had dads and I didn't. That's literally the experience it was. And they all, they varied among, you know, depending on the person. Um, but, yeah, that's that's what I saw growing up. Um, I think it was just harder for me to see my brother see that other people had dads and not him. I think it, for him... For me, I felt really bad about that because I knew he wanted a father figure Mm -hmm. and he didn't have that. So I'm like getting choked up because he doesn't talk about it, but I remember him thinking that when he was a little kid, even just learning how to like tie a tie. You know, it's, I used to like have to look that stuff up because. I never wanted him to think he was missing out on something. So, yeah. that was what I saw. Yeah. Um,
1: so, for me, it wasn't until very recently, and it was an experience that the three of us shared me, Steph, G, and Jesse shared um, that I was like, wow, like, we're like the three of us. We're not gonna have our father do this for us, and I'll explain a little bit later, but, um, for the record, like you the three of you had shared that you didn't love your dads or didn't feel that love. um, I did
0: mm-hmm.
1: i and I still do, but I questioned the love
0: mm.
1: what type of love that is, right? Yeah. because it wasn't emotional. Mm-hmm. It was different, um, but it was. It was actually when I was 16, we went to a sweet 16 and I saw this girl dancing with her dad. And I was like, wow, they're really close. And the relationship they had. Can I mention the name? Yeah. Uh, Hilda. It yeah. was Hilda's dad.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, when we went to that sweet 16, we actually yeah. shared that as well. When we went to that sweet 16, I was like, wow, she's really close to her dad. I wish I had that. Like, I wish my dad was as loving or as playful with me as he was with her Mm -hmm. then when we went to her wedding skip another like 12 years after that we were sitting at the table and I was like this is so funny that the three of us were never gonna have that relationship with our dad so I don't know I don't I don't know what it is about Hilda's relationship with her dad but I wanted that at 16 and then again when I saw her with her dad at her wedding Because there's certain like milestones that we see dads being present at, but not just to show up. It's like it really shows Mm -hmm. the relationship that you have with your child. And so I think it becomes much more apparent of like those like really close relationships when we see them in... Like flourishing. In those moments. Yeah. Yeah. You could like, you can feel it. You can feel the
0: love between Hilda and her dad. Yeah. And it wasn't even just... In those experiences like we grew up around that and we saw her I dad can't. love like her dad loved all of us like when he yeah. saw us right but then he the way he loved hilda like you just fucking knew it you didn't yeah. even have to ask um yeah so yeah i uh yeah 100 percent.
1: i mean i guess for for me like the relationship that i compare with the relationship that my sister and my brother had with my dad as much as my mom didn't like give him space to like provide anything outside of like financial support my sister grew up with my dad i didn't and like i would go my dad would come and ask me something and i would give him the answer and then my sister would come around and he would ask her and her her like say was final right so there was like no trust from him towards me so i i, I wanted that like why why don't you listen to what i have to say or like um When my when my when my dad always got like baseball tickets or or tickets to do stuff like he would take my brother he wouldn't take me like why didn't you take me or um he taught my brother how to drive like he wanted nothing to do with teaching me how to drive and so for me it's like can I like where do I fit into this like you you're providing all these different things for your kids but like what about me what are you providing to me like where do I stand here am I not worthy of like a driving lesson or being taken to a baseball game, or like you respecting my or trusting my opinion. I get that there's gender dynamics with like him taking my brother to a baseball game or like him um, teaching him how to drive. But I think he also taught my sister how to drive or like pay for her lessons or something, which is like, he didn't ever do that for me. So it was like, why Why are they more important than I am? Like Why do you feel the need as a dad to give them those things but not me? Mm-hmm yeah you still wonder about that i always wonder about that and some people say it's because i'm the middle child but either way that still created an experience for me where i felt really unloved by my dad Mm
0: -hmm. like i didn't
1: matter yeah i mean it doesn't justify what he did yeah just because you're the middle child yeah we'll never know why he did that yeah um, I guess I can also answer the question now too. Um, I don't know if I cared as much growing up again, maybe thinking like now that I'm like talking about this and putting this all together, maybe it's cause I just, like didn't really care about my relationship with my dad. So I never really, cause I didn't have a great relationship with him. I never like really cared. Um, I never really cared or never really felt like I was missing out on anything I'm sure I maybe I was um and I'm sure I have missed out on a lot of things but I mean thinking about just like when we were younger my neighbor's dad was like Always like on his lunch break he used to work nearby and her parents weren't together and he would like on his lunch break take all of us to go eat McDonald's mm-hmm. and I remember being like I thought that that was a cool experience and now thinking back like wow, that was really nice of him and he he was very close my neighbor's dad was very close to um, my three my three neighbors like they're his three daughters he was really close to them, always looking for them, always doing things with them even though their parents had split up. And so I don't think growing up it really affected me as much maybe now that I'm older and like we're starting to do we're starting to go to weddings and things like that and I think about like the day that I get married I sometimes question whether I want my dad to be there because of this like difficult and challenging relationship I've always had with my dad that I don't know if I want that on that day and my dad never attended any of my graduations until my college. my college graduation that was the oh. first graduation he ever attended but to be honest like it never bothered me that he didn't attend all my other graduations and i think it was because of like again i didn't really care to have him around and i also think that i have um when it comes to my dad i think there like there's a an a feeling of like embarrassment no. that i have um and primarily because of his alcohol use. And so I think that that has been a big challenge for me and maybe my brother too, I don't, I'm not entirely sure. And even for like, when I just graduated now, when I got my masters, I remember I talked to Rose about it and I was like, I have a ticket for my dad, but right now I'm not on really good terms with him. And I don't know if I care to have him there because I have never really felt, I didn't really feel supported by him through my graduate experience yeah like if anything like he's sometimes said really unnecessary things like so what are you gonna do now like and it's just like just like weird things that are just not appreciated I've never really I never really felt supported by him so I'm like why do you why should you come and enjoy that day when you like didn't support me through that he didn't deserve that invitation yeah he didn't and so I guess, like, it's never bothered me to, bothered me as much that I didn't have the relationship the that you would expect a, da- a daughter and her dad to have. Um, but when I start thinking about, like, long-term, about, like, when I start a family, like, do I want my dad around my mm-hmm. kids? You know, and just, like, things yeah, like that. It's just like, well, what's going to happen? What is that going to look like? Um, because I've been able to deal with it. But I don't know if that's going to be a thing moving forward. Mm-hmm. So,
0: and I think it's something you're getting really curious about lately too. I am. So, that's great.
1: It is, I've been thinking about it a lot more yeah. these days. Um, and maybe it's because I'm getting older. Yeah. Makes sense. How do you think that your relationship with your dad impacted your sense of self and your self worth?
0: <laughs> no. Just going to put that right out there. <laughs> Bam. That's the, the
1: the core of this Bam. conversation. Bam. I mean, I can start because I think I already talked about this, but I felt not good enough. I've always felt not like not good enough. And even when I came out, my dad was like... When I had to move out of my house, my dad didn't know until the night that I was like taking all of my stuff downstairs. And he was like, why are you moving out? What's going on? And I was like, well... Um, I can't stay here because Mom is verbally abusive, and I'm gay. And his response was, I understand it's not your choice. And then, like, a couple of weeks later, he was like, But are you sure you're gay? Because, like, you never showed the signs when you were growing up, like as if it's a disease, but I knew exactly the place where he was speaking from. He was speaking from a place where, like, he doesn't want to make my mom upset,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and my mom stands above all. And so I felt like, my experience and what i shared with you and the fact that like you gave me the one little bit of like support and love that i never had from you during that moment and then you took it all away because i'm pretty sure it was because of my mom yeah and so it made me feel like well i don't matter like it doesn't matter what i say it doesn't matter what i do like i will just never be as important as my siblings and it just always made me feel and at that moment it made me feel like um, i guess i'm just not good enough like i'm not good enough for who i am to be respected i'm i'm worth who i am being questioned and like being ignored and i tried so hard to to be like hey dad like are we gonna talk about this big elephant in the room and he would always but it's not the right time um and i never really even officially ended my relationship with him like I officially ended my relationship with my mom and everyone else was sort of like came along with that because she she controls all of that and so for me it's like well I you are the other parent and I haven't been good enough for you to reach out or to try and like talk some sense into my mom because those initial thoughts that you shared with me were your truth at that point Mm -hmm. you believed me you believed in in like who I am Mm -hmm. And somehow then you just kind of skirted back because I wasn't good enough. And I've been dealing with that my whole life. And it wasn't until recently that I started getting curious about all of my defense mechanisms. And it led me to down the I'm not good enough road. And that's what I'm working on is feeling that I am enough. But that's how I felt throughout all of this. Not only because of him, because of my mom too, but a lot that has to do with him as well.
0: But for the record, you are good enough. Thank yes, you. you are. I appreciate yes. that. Yes, <laughs> I'm working on believing that. Uh, my relationship with my father definitely fucked me up, for sure. Um, I didn't realize it until like much later in life, but um, definitely the not good enough. And for some context there, I mean... You know, one of the other things that I, I remember about my father, one of the last memories I remember about my father is um my father cheated on my mom and he basically basically decided to be with this other family. Um and part of that was, you know, getting me and my brother on certain days during the week or whatever. And my dad had a tendency of being late not showing up at all and you would think you know it happened it happened enough times for me to remember it at 29 but that act alone that on top of him just like fucking ghosting my whole entire life um because it's been it's gonna be what 20 years at this point yeah um Equated to what you just said, not being good enough, but the abandonment issues that I have with that is, like, they come, they, I didn't realize how much they were coming out in, like, romantic relationships, uh, but also in, like, other relationships, where I think for a long time, whenever I would get into a fight with someone, a disagreement, I would push them away and walk away because I didn't want them to leave me. Mm. And so I would push and push and push in a way of, like, not testing them, but I guess testing them to say, like, if I'm good enough, you'll fight. And I never realized that up until recently. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so we were talking about this earlier. Like, I ne- was never taught how to, like, disagree with someone or just have a conversation. Um, And sometimes, you know, for those relationships, yeah, they weren't, they were toxic, they weren't working, but they didn't need to be the way they were because, one, I just didn't know how to have the conversation, but, like, I pushed so much because I was just fucking terrified. I was terrified to be left alone and and be told that I wasn't enough. Um, And I think that that, with the women I've dated in my past, like, their situations of just not being able to come out and just not knowing who they are just played into this whole abandonment thing. And it was just toxic. It was really scary for me. And I just felt like no self worth. I felt nobody's ever going to pick me because I'm not good enough. Because for these women, eventually they just ended up with men. Mm-hmm. And so I felt like I was always up against men. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, yeah I mean it just still comes out with just the way I the way I disagree I just I'm just always fighting for my worth in in a way um not because I want to be right but just because I want to be loved and um I guess the other way is like when people are late it like really bothers me um now I'm now I'm better but like back then I'd be I'd get so worked up and I didn't understand why and then it was just like Oh, that has a lot to do with me waiting for my dad and mm-hmm. like feeling like oh my god they're not gonna come and pick me up they're not gonna show up and um, I don't know it's just really shitty to think about it like when I think about myself as a ten year old kid waiting for my dad yeah um, so yeah it, it it really did like mess with me and like play into these abandonment issues but it's definitely something I'm working on actively because I don't I don't want to bring kids into this I don't want my toxic behavior to bleed into my family.
1: Um, um, I'm not entirely sure how my relationship with my dad has entirely affected me. I know that it has 100% and I'm realizing that more and more now that I'm older. And I definitely know that I need and would like to see therapy to like figure that out and have Be able to speak a little bit more about and have a professional, um, individual like work that, work that out with me, yeah, or me work that out with, with their help, help. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm not entirely sure, but I know that I I have developed a protective layer of like to try and shelter myself from the amount of toxic shit that comes from my dad so like my dad has said crazy shit to me before that i'm just like oh my gosh like how do you say this to your daughter like i remember one time he just said something about like i remember i like told him that i was out late and he said something about like something about like oh that's how like that's how people get raped or like, or you're looking for someone to do something to you. And I'm like, what? How do you tell that to your daughter? Like, that's, I'm not looking for someone to rape me. Right? Like I'm not looking for someone to do something to me because I'm out late. I'm out late because I want to be out late. Right. And that doesn't give someone the right or the opportunity to take advantage of me. Right. And so like, it's just like shit like that that comes out of his mouth. And I'm just like, I just, honestly, like, I just can't believe that you say shit like that. But I know that all the things that he said throughout my life have really, really affected me. I've, like, I'm, I've suppressed it all. Um, and I talk about it. I talk about it with you all. Yeah. Um, I talk about it with my mom. Um, but my mom is just, like, your dad's crazy. Like, she just, like, she doesn't, like. I, she, I don't know if she knows how to deal with it. I don't know. Like she doesn't have the tools yeah. to help to help me deal with it. Um, do you think that she feels bad for choosing him? Do you I think don't... she feels guilty in a way? And maybe that is why she kind of just tells you, like, he's crazy. crazy. I don't know. I mean, we joke about it. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like, well, how is he my dad? Like, why is he, why did you pick him as my dad? Um and obviously it's not her fault. Like Mm -hmm. I'm obviously who I am because of my two parents, right? Um. So I don't know. Mm -hmm. I don't know to the extent. I've never asked her. I've never asked her that question, but I can. But I don't know. I just I don't know how my. I'm sure my dad has affected me in some sort of way, but I'm still working through it, and I'm still trying to figure that out because I know that it has really affected me one way or another. Have you believed any of the things that he said to you? No 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 absolutely not i just feel like my dad is just he i believe that hurt people hurt people yeah Yeah. and so like my dad is very hurt and so he tries to like use like his hurt he throws it at me and i think i'm well he doesn't only throw it at me like he throws it at anyone that is willing to listen and catch it
0: yeah
1: um and that's just how it goes so i'm just like you don't just do it to me you do it to everyone else because you're so damaged yeah um so I don't, yeah. I don't necessarily believe it, but I, I don't know if maybe that has also affected me in some sort of way that I am not aware of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I also think that in Latinx, but also like particularly in Dominican culture, we're raised to think that like our parents are the authority figures and that they are um right and that they are supposed to mm-hmm. like, they, they're leading you in the, in the right path and you don't question them and you do as they say, because they are right. And I think it can be really difficult and cause a lot of confusion when you know at your core that your parent is wrong, but you also have this like cultural like rule in the back of your mind that like you cannot quote unquote disrespect Mm -hmm. your parent because they are your parent. Mm -hmm. And like this idea that we owe them everything because of like the sacrifices that they made because in many instances our parents had us when they were like really young so they didn't get to live like right. their full lives because we were around or like they came from D- from dominican republic here or from another country here and they sacrificed like being around the people that they knew so that we could have a better future like this notion that we owe them something and so no right. matter no matter like what they say or how disrespectful they are that we have we have to put up with that bullshit because we owe them something right, mm-hmm. right. Um, no, I, I definitely agree with you. And I, while growing up, I think that that was what it was for me. It's like, I know you're wrong, but I'm going to do as I'm told because you're my dad. Right. Right. And now, now that I'm older, I think that there is still, like my dad still plays into that a lot. Like I still do a lot of stuff for him that I'm just like, this is ridiculous. This is stupid, but I'm just going to do it because it's my dad and I don't want to have a fight with him. Yeah. But I... I mean, I tell him, I've told him often, I'm like, you need to respect me too. Like, this is a mutual relationship. And yeah. And he's like, he doesn't understand that he needs to respect his daughter. Like, that is like a foreign concept to him. Like, he just doesn't understand that he should respect me as well. It's more like, no, I am your dad and you should respect me. Mm-hmm. And there's, he just like doesn't get like that I should be respecting, that I, he should be respecting me as well. So that respect is a two-way thing. Yeah, right, exactly. about you yeah i would definitely say that my relationship with my dad has impacted myself my awareness of myself and my self-worth in different ways um i would like growing up i had like i mentioned and i'm and i'm not proud of this but growing up i did have everything i wanted and whatever i needed i got it whenever i wanted it so whatever i asked for i got it whenever i wanted so you know, when I left to college, or like having personal relationships and or intimate, like if I didn't get something that I wanted, I did not understand why. Why wasn't it happening right then and there when I asked for it? Because yeah. my entire life it has played out that way, um, and I definitely blame my dad for that because my mom was not into that, yeah. <laughs> and you know, and my brothers are not that way. So my dad is one hundred percent responsible for that. So I just couldn't understand why things were happening why things weren't going my way um so I would say that that happened and also um the way I dealt with my feelings towards men Mm. so I never spoke about feelings with my dad and he never told but literally the only piece of advice that I've ever gotten from my dad was before I left college he said here's some money don't get pregnant I did it I didn't get pregnant I'm here (laughs) like I don't have a baby so I feel like I accomplished something um so yeah that's literally the only thing my dad has ever said to me that i like took with me and i was like okay i won't do that mm-hmm. um but yeah dealing with my feelings like I'll, I'll just like you ask me how i feel about something i'll run away or i'll shut down and it isn't until recently where like you know we're talking about these things and i and you know i think i grew out of the phase where like if it isn't my way i'm freaking out i i'm or at least i'm working towards that if i yeah. haven't hundred percent, but. You know, as I've matured, I'm like, things aren't always going to go your way. And, like, they don't need to happen on your time. Like, you have to respect others as well.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, but it's just because I would say I didn't know any better. It was given. It was, mm-hmm. here you go. Here you go. Like, mm-hmm. So, I would say that really messed me up
0: mm-hmm. with
1: a lot of, like, with a lot of relationships when I wasn't getting what I wanted. mm mm-hmm. I think you all answered this the other the next thing which was like how how has your relationship with your dad um impacted other relationships both romantic and individual and i think that a lot of us yeah. talked about this the idea of like not feeling well some of us mentioned not feeling good enough abandonment
0: yeah
1: i would say like i found myself in relationships where it was okay for this guy to do whatever he wanted because he was providing. Mm. So I would say my romantic relationships really suffered on that end because we weren't, I, I really didn't care about the feelings that, yeah, you can say them, but yeah. like you weren't talking about them Yeah. or like, you know, expressing your thought process mm-hmm. or like why I can't do this, why you feel this way, whatever it is, it may be. Um, but a lot of, well, I haven't been in that many relationships, but like one specific relationship was you can get away with anything because you provide it. Mm-hmm. And was do you are you saying there that like your sense of worth was based on the material things? Yeah. yeah, being taken care of. Yeah, in a way, one hundred percent. And that was because that's the way it was my whole life. That's a lot of awareness for you to
0: figure that out <laughs> all <deep>. by myself. <laughs> no, that's
1: deep. That's really big. Yeah. It was tough. Yeah.
0: Shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um I think for me, I mentioned the abandonment thing, but I think from on the flip side, um I feel like in romantic relationships I would seek a lot of validation verbally. Like I needed I needed women to tell me like that they love me and why because going back into like me not feeling like enough like I needed to hear them say it in order to believe it
1: like that was their way
0: of showing up in a way for me um and I still think I have that that because I I constantly worry again like that I'm not enough and if they're not verbal about it then it doesn't exist or it's gone away
1: I mean, I definitely think that but not feeling good enough. I think that I respond to it in different ways. I, I build walls with people and I feel like I'm, I don't feel like I'm good enough for them. So I like shut them out or I pretend that like if they don't want to be in my life, I don't care. I, I do care. Um, I think that I joke around a lot when I say like, oh, so you you did this for this person, but you didn't do that for me and there is a level of seriousness in that because i think that my mom caused a lot of like my feelings of not feeling like i'm good enough abandonment my dad contributed to that but what i really wanted from him was like i just wanted somebody on my team like i wanted somebody on my side i wanted somebody to to have my back to show me that loyalty And I think that it manifests itself when I when I bring those things up, like they're half joking, but they're also coming from a place of hurt, where I'm like, oh, like I'm not deserving of that. You don't want to do that for me, Mm -hmm. Um, because I just want somebody on my team. Like I had to walk when we got married. I walked myself. I walked my own self down the aisle, and like people were crying about it, and they were really sad. And at that point, I didn't. I was just like, oh no, like I'm super strong. I'm gonna walk myself down the aisle. I don't need my dad. But when I think back about it, I'm like, I'm, I. That's really sad. That's really sad that he wasn't there to to do that, to like be a really big part of my life. That was a really big moment for me and he wasn't there like there was no one on my team there. So, I'm um, Yes, I appreciate that. <laughs> As Maid of Honors. Oh, yes. They wanted me to say this. Steph Steph and Rose were our Maid of Honors. And uh, Steph was my Maid of Honor. Rose was Jess's Maid of Honor. Just so that everyone understands the relationship here. Top of the line. (laughs) Top of the line. Top. Top top three on my space. Okay.
0: <laughs> if anyone needs some maid of honors, give us a call. We <laughs> <laughs> they reference. Yeah. They're here. You're for selling <laughs> they planned some really good bachelorette oh, parties. You guys <laughs> did a really good job. Yeah. And I'm not just saying yeah. that. Thank you. Thank you. You're yeah. so, um, really welcome.
1: I can definitely... I mean, I... Did, I I actually went, I didn't even write anything for that question because I was just like, oh, it didn't affect me. (laughs) Absolutely, it has. I mean, I feel like I've gotten into some seriously toxic relationships in my past. And um, I think it stems from my, well, the relationship that I witnessed between my parents. It wasn't a good relationship at all. It was very toxic. Um, And so I think I went into very terrible relationships where, i was very hurt and you know relationships that left me sometimes feeling very low lack of self-esteem um and i almost think that that comes from just like not having two parents that were loving at all to one another mm-hmm. um so i going back to what you said see like i didn't know what a loving relationship looked like I didn't know what two people in a relationship should look like because that's not something that I saw around me and that was something I didn't have an example of of a good um good relationship and so I think I went into very toxic relationships and it took time I had to I mean I'm still I'm working through stuff now too as well but it takes time and and getting to know myself and getting to know what I want, what I can't deal with, Mm. what I'm, you know, the things that I'm willing to put up with my limits, just like getting to know my limits and also like what I really want in a partner, because I never got to see Mm. an example of, of a partner, of a good partner in my dad. Mm. So I don't know what a good partner should look like. Learning your boundaries. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So yes, I think that that, my relationship with my dad but also primarily the relationship that my parents had um affected me and i think it it affected me in that way that i got into really bad relationships because i couldn't
0: tell the difference between good ones and bad ones did did y'all ever compare your relationships to your parents relationships oh absolutely they
1: were equally as toxic just like a lot of like but arguing. did you
0: ever did you ever say like okay this is what i saw so like it's healthy it's okay that i fight this much or do this or whatever it is like, no did i didn't necessarily ever, was think it, it was ever okay. just like one for one like no i
1: didn't think it was okay but i just like didn't know the difference right <laughs> like you didn't i didn't i also was very young i didn't really know my limits, I didn't really know what I wanted, what I didn't want. Like yeah. I just like we still w- learning. Right. I was still learning. I would just get into relationships and then not crash and burn. Yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> you and I both yeah, I was was. So <laughs> it's all good. I've learned for real. It is that relationship is the one where I learned to love myself and that's the one that I learned the most from. Mm-hmm. So and I mean
0: you were there for it, so mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah i always wonder. i mean you know for me i don't really have much to reference other than those 10 years but i always wonder if people with that you know still have their parents around if they ever like compared it to because i know there's a lot of people out there that compare themselves to their parents mm-hmm. relationship mm-hmm. and they hold, or like want their parents yeah like oh my gosh this is like a pedestal. and they hold that. they hold true to that mm-hmm. um but there's so much that goes into that there's mm-hmm. so much yeah um so that's really interesting and it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah, it does.
1: Um, I'm going to ask a question, but I also want to say that I really appreciate that each one of us is in a different step in terms of working through daddy issues. Like some of us are like, haven't had a relationship with our dads for many, many years. And so, and, and are doing the work and are figuring some of that stuff out. Some of us are just getting curious. Mm-hmm. So I've, I love that there's so many different perspectives because I know that the people who are listening may have, they may be in very different parts of the journey. And Mm -hmm. so I hope that they can relate to at least one of us or several Mm -hmm. pieces of Mm -hmm. our stories. Um, So my next question is, what are you doing to heal those traumas and those issues that were
0: caused by your daddy issues? Acknowledging them, that they exist. Um, I know I talk a lot about therapy, but obviously that has helped bring a lot of this up, but just even the conversations we have now as like friends and adults and like surrounding myself around people who are willing to talk about that or listen, um, acknowledging that your experiences as a child, no matter what they were affect you now. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And if you don't think that, then you really got to start digging in deep, Mm -hmm. you know, because it, whether you were curious. whether you were loved like crazy, I mean, you're hearing it here. Yeah. Loved like crazy, shown it in different ways, not had a dad, not had a mom, not had whatever. That literally has defined your journey for, for what it is, and it isn't until, for me, I acknowledged it where I'm like, oh, shit, this all makes sense now. Um, so, for me, it's just acknowledging it, continuing to dig deep. Um, and you know i know i mentioned like it's defined my journey but not letting that define who i am Absolutely. Mm -hmm. because there's so much more work to be done and like i know that i'm more than just that and that i can overcome it if i acknowledge it and work on it Mm -hmm. Um, and working on it is an everyday thing it's not just like one and done like i know that i'm forever gonna have to work through these abandonment Mm -hmm. issues and acknowledge it when they're happening and like learn what works for me we talked about this earlier like if I get into an, 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 an argument with either you Steph or like a friend or whatever I'm learning what works for me so do I need to walk away do yeah. I need a few seconds to just do that instead mm-hmm. of blowing up do I need to talk it out and I'm learning little by little um, like just the other day I, I, I think we were having a little argument and I was like I just need a minute and after a few minutes like I was fine mm-hmm. Yeah. but the old me you can attest to this like I would be angry for a long time yeah um and so just the, like that like I know you didn't see that but that was a growing moment for me the fact that I was able to get over that and I was just like oh my god like I'm fine and I'm figuring it's like those it was like an aha moment for me. like oh my god I'm growing Yeah. and now I know what that now I know what I need awesome. I'm hoping that that works for multiple things but yeah. that just in itself I'm like wow okay I just took a minute to, like, take care of myself for a sec instead of blowing up, so. Um, I
1: would say, I mean, like you said, Steph, so I'm just understanding and beginning to acknowledge the fact that my, my difficulties with my dad have affected me, and I don't want it to affect me even more, so it's, like, bringing up things for me now, and, just like little things that i'm realizing and i'm just like i really need to work through this because if i don't i know it's going to come back it's never going to just go away right Mm -hmm. um and although i have found ways to protect myself from the things that the hurtful things that my dad says and like i don't let it hurt me as much i don't let them hurt me Mm -hmm. but i know that like I still remember the things that he tells me. So at the yeah. end of the day, those things unconsciously affect you one way or another.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, so I I definitely acknowledge the fact that I do um want to start seeing a therapist because I do want to work through those things because I don't want them to affect me moving forward. And yeah. I and I and I know that if I work through that, it will also really improve my relationships with uh, my friends, my yeah. partner, like other family members, just like through life and like overall my wellness mm-hmm. um will improve too because I will learn how to deal with my issues with my dad um, and how those things play out in daily routines or like every now and again, I'm sure it affects me one way or another. So I don't have the answer. I'm just understanding this and beginning to acknowledge the fact that I know this has affected me and I really need to do something about it. So so I'm in the beginning stages of like I need to take the next step, which is now I need to figure this out. Yeah. I would say that I definitely need to seek therapy. I haven't done that. Um I want to. It's just, you know, one of those things that you kind of just push off to the side. Mm -hmm. But to give myself a little bit of credit, like I have spent a lot of time, a lot of years, like realizing what were my toxic traits,
0: yeah,
1: um, and that again happened after that relationship where I was just like, this isn't supposed to be happening to yeah. me, like a strong woman that was raised by a strong woman, like, yeah, this is not supposed to be happening. So, I just spent a lot of work on myself, and and now I'm like, it's like a, your third eye opening up and being like, you you can't function this way like you know you, yeah this is not healthy for you or for your other rela- for relationships that you have may it be platonic romantic or with family um so definitely do need therapy and please find me a therapist I don't, <laughs> maybe i have to find to yourself do that. a therapist i know but but yes i do like a lot of like internal work where I'm just thinking about like why did I respond to him why did I get so angry with my brother like why did I get so angry with my guy friend or like mm-hmm. would I treat my would I treat my guy friend the same way that I treat my brother or vice versa like things like that like really bother me and I have to look inside and be like okay this is why
0: yeah. and I'd like to give you a kind of a shout out here because I, I see your progress I see you being curious and you never answer a question just yes or no you're always like give me a second I need to think about this and I appreciate that because it it tells you that you're acknowledging you're being mindful about it you're not just going back to your like safe place I mean like well that doesn't sound right to me so I'm going to say no or yes Mm -hmm. you know and also just as your best friend like you have suppressed your feelings for a long time absolutely and you are just recently in my opinion in my perspective opening up the door and i Mm -hmm. love seeing that because it just it's beautiful and it's i bet you do (laughs) yes yes i I love hearing about everyone's feelings but it the reason i do that is because i love you guys you girls like i love being able to talk about real stuff and i want to know what's going on i don't yes i want to know how work is and all that stuff but like you could do that with any other friend that's superficial.
1: You know, That's a small right. Platform.
0: And like we've been friends for a long time and so I just wanna acknowledge your growth and that I'm proud of you. Thank
1: you. I'm trying. <laughs> My very best. Yes. Thank you. Appreciate that. I love you too. <laughs> <laughs> um, I will say that I haven't really fully s- started doing the work. I think the work has been started and been in progress for a while to for my mommy issues which was a whole episode on that mm-hmm. um but I don't think I have focused so much on my dad because he's been like uh an extra in my life mm-hmm. um and you know
0: not That's really good way
1: fo- it. yeah not really <laughs> focused on him and a lot of the stuff that I said today I hadn't fully realized until today um But being in therapy definitely helps to um, talk and uncover those things and I think for me in general something that I am working on that stems both from my mom and my dad is being open to community and to not put up the walls that I typically put up as a defense mechanism And to be open to the love that other people give me, because I think um, I have come from a place of of a deficit for a long time, in the sense of like not having my mom, not having my dad, not having my siblings. But I have a very strong support network, and I know that I have a lot of people who love me in my life, including both of you, who have been there through like my very ups and like my very lows. So I appreciate both of you, and I appreciate the roles that you have had in my life, and the love that you give me, and how. You have been the Romeo, you know. Hey, Hi, hey you know, <laughs> <laughs> this is gonna become a love fest. Yeah, love fest. basically, basically love, love. Like, these are these are these are my my people, and right. I don't think I've ever expressed that because of the fact that no one can ever fill the void of a mom, and no one can ever fill the void of a dad or a sister or a brother. But I think that it's all about love at the end, and there, if there are people there who are willing to. Give you that love and who want to give you that love in healthy ways, then then you're lucky and I think I'm lucky. You're fortunate and I'm fortunate. Yes. you know, yes. we love you. I love you.
0: I love you. Yes, I love
1: you, I love you. <laughs> very much. Um, so to end, I know again that we're some of us are still at the very beginning of the journey. But what advice would you give to others who are listening to this and like maybe they didn't even think about that issue right. until this episode? Yeah. I think it's important to look at daddy issues in all aspects and all angles. It's not just about abandonment. It is, yeah. it is definitely, mm-hmm. but it's not just about that. It's not about the abuse or the, or the, the like the mistreatment. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that it's important to like look within and see where, where are these toxic toxic traits coming from
0: um, that you
1: carry around with you daily. Um, like You know, sometimes like you wonder like why do you get so angry at the little things or like why does something make you angry and it and it stems from issues whether yeah. it be mommy issues daddy issues and usually i'm sorry but our, our parents fuck us up and yeah. it's usually their fault yeah <laughs> like, we're gonna blame them to, <laughs> until the wheels fall off you know until we have our <laughs> own kids but we're gonna blame them um so i think it's just a look within, like you know really have that conversation with yourself I don't know what that may look like, but just try to figure it out because it is so much better when you do.
0: Mm-hmm. You feel so much
1: lighter, you feel happier mm-hmm. and you can express love, diff- express love in different ways. Yeah, I mean, I second that. I would say curiosity is very important in life because it's important to question things. And I know we've used the word toxic and I think before I looked at the word toxic, and I was like, "Well, I'm not toxic." Because like toxic, it's like if you like verbally abuse people right. or you hit them, it's like, well, toxic can also be you not making space for other people. Mm-hmm. You can verbally abuse people in the nicest of ways. Mm-hmm. So I like what you said, Rose, in the sense of asking yourself, like, why do I get upset about X things, or like, why do I close myself off from mm-hmm. people? Or why do I self-sabotage myself when, like, good things are happening for me? Like, asking yourself those questions about you that you see yourself walking away from constantly. Um, I think that that's the very first step in the sense of building some awareness. And even if it means that you're just taking a piece of paper and you're writing the questions down that you're curious about, that's still a first step to get you to a good place um again I'm still trying to figure things out but also like just like looking at the big picture and I think for me like just recently I was just like you know I know my dad loves me that I know I just again like going back to what I said before I just think my dad is very hurt and so he hurts people um so for me like acknowledging that but also acknowledging like Yes, he's hurt he hurts me because he's hurt and he has his own yeah. demons to deal with, but that doesn't excuse him from treating me this way. And so like I also have to figure out like how to work through the damage and how to work through the challenges that come from that relationship. So and like this is something that we talk about, right? We spoke about this yesterday stuff, but like therapy isn't always available to everyone because right. it is a privilege. Um and it is expensive. And so um, having conversations with my close friends has also been very helpful because I'm able to vent, and I mean something that I also spoke about yesterday is just like I want answers, and it's just like, well, you're not gonna get answers right away, yeah. and I understand that, and I know that I'm not gonna get answers right away, but also like keeping keeping your questions in mind and just reflecting on them and figuring out like what is it that affects me from this relationship, and how has it affected me? in my other relationships and moving forward or how has it made me the person that i am today and so just like asking yourself being very introspective and reflecting on the things that you've noticed from your challenges with your dad um so that's what i was saying reflecting
0: and if you have access to it then therapy yeah reflecting getting curious and Um, yeah that's that's really everything you all said Um, just understanding that the way you are your expectations and how you get angry will all stem back into that and so it's really important to understand it
1: Um, I would say that the biggest takeaway that I've listened from everyone for the listeners is get curious Um, I think Steph gave Steph B gave some really good questions to ask yourself. What am I curious about in terms of how this relationship with my dad has impacted me? Um, do I want this relationship? Mm-hmm. Um, how has this relationship impacted the way that I respond in conflict, in times of happiness, in times of sadness? Um, so I would say get curious. That's the biggest takeaway.
0: And it's a lot of work, but it's worth it.
1: And you're not going to feel
0: good through it.
1: So don't expect to feel good. It's hard. All right. Well, thank you, Steph and Rose. Thank you both for making space for this, for this conversation. Um, Again, a lot of things came up for me during this conversation that I wasn't aware of or that I had never thought about.
0: Mm -hmm. Um,
1: So I appreciate this time and this space. Shout out to talking about feelings. Yes. Well, thank you both. Love you. Yeah, love love you both. Thank, thank you love for you. being vulnerable with us. Yeah. This, this is a good one. Yeah. Trying. <laughs> Till next time. Bye. Please. Bye. Be out.